as we not only worship the Lord, we want to hear from his word in a moment so that it could help us as we prepare our hearts to lift it up in prayer, asking God to move. As you know, we have set this week aside to pray and to fast. And we've had a three-pronged focus in that we are praying for healing for our nation. We're praying for physical healing, that God would do a miracle through this COVID-19 situation where so many are been afflicted and so many have lost their lives. We're praying for healing for our nation uh, emotionally because of everything that's transpired uh, this uh, past year. And, and uh, I was hearing this morning, someone said uh, on the news how we are in a time that is so close to when we were in a civil war. That's how separated they feel, how divided our nation has become uh, and how we need to look to, to, to God to bring us into that middle ground, as it were, to bring back unity into our nation. And lastly, we want to pray for our nation to be healed spiritually. Because what does it matter if everything is fine physically and emotionally? But we're still lost. Our soul is still darkened in understanding to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that more than ever before, our nation needs revival, spiritual revival. So that's been our three-pronged focus as we pray. And the word that God's put in my heart tonight uh, comes from a very familiar portion of Scripture. And I've titled this little thought, Three by Three by three. And I did that intentionally hoping that in the future uh, you will remember this thought by simply remembering that three by three by three. Let's look to God's word. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be turning and reading from Second Chronicles chapter 7. Now, let me just set it up uh, before I actually read the verses that are, uh, I want to share with you. King Solomon had finished building the temple. And after the temple was finished, he went into the temple and they, 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 they made all kinds of sacrifices and then he lifted up his voice in prayer, asking God to hear prayer that was directed toward the temple or offered in the temple. And even if the people had come to a place where they had sinned, uh, Solomon said, God, if they turn to this temple and pray, then hear from heaven. And as he finished, after he finished praying, God responded. And that's what we're going to look at uh, in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. I'm going to begin reading in verse 11. So Solomon finished the temple of the Lord and as well as the royal palace. He completed everything he had planned to do in the construction of the temple and the, and the palace. Then one night the Lord appeared to Solomon and said, I have heard your prayer and I have chosen this temple as the place for making sacrifices. At times I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls or command grasshoppers to devour your crops or send plagues among you. Then if my people 
who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their lands. Three by three by three. There are three things that God addresses about the nation of Israel, his people. Now, just remember for, right, for the moment that Israel was not only comprised of the people of God, but there were also foreigners that lived in the land at that time. And yet God now, in response to uh, the dedication of the temple, in response to Solomon's prayer, God uh, says three things that will take place because of his people sinning. The first thing he says is, I will shut the heavens. There will be no rain that I will send on the land. Now, biblically, symbolically, rain, uh, it, it represents God's blessing on the nation. So God is saying that when my people sin, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to stop blessing the nation. Now, it's important that we remind ourselves of the fact that Solomon had erected this enormous temple that was elaborate. It was uh, with gold and, and silver. It was a spectacular building. And yet, God was letting his people know it does not matter that you have the temple. It will not even matter that you make the sacrifices. If you get to that place where you begin to lead a sinful life, then despite the temple, despite the sacrifices, I will shut the heavens. There'll be no rain. There'll be no blessing. Then God said, I will command the locusts to devour the land grasshoppers. In other words, God is saying, not only will I shut the heavens and stop blessing, but then I'm going to allow that which you already have, that which you already to be possessed, to be stripped away. And then lastly, God said, I will send a plague, a disease that would afflict most of the people. These were three things that God said to Solomon in response to him praying. Well, when we sin, uh, when you, uh, we, if we pray, will you forgive us? God said, oh, hold on. First of all, let me let you know what's going to happen if my people who are called by my name lead a sinful lifestyle. I am going to shut the heavens, no more blessings. I am going to then send the devourers that the things that they even possess right now, I'm going to strip away. And I'm going to send a, a, a plague, a disease. There is going to be not just physical disease, but we're talking about spiritual disease as well. A plague that God will allow to come on his very own people. In order for these three things not to happen or to be undone, if you will, God re required his people to do three things. We're talking tonight about three by three by three. God was going to do three things in response to his people sinning. And then he asked his people to respond in this way. If my people 
who are called by my name. So again, God is addressing his people. He's not addressing the, the unbelievers or heathen, as you want to use that word, that are living in the land. He's talking to his very own people. If my people who are called by my name, here's the first thing, will humble themselves. To humble themselves means literally to bend the knee. In other words, to be, become subject to God. Because the thing that we need to remind ourselves is because of this sinful nature, we love to think that we can rule or control our own life. And so we don't want to be subject to God. We don't want to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We'd rather lead our own life and then ask God to bless it. But that's not what God is calling for. And that's not what will lift all of the, the, the plagues and, and will lift the, 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 the devourer and, and the blessings that have been seized. No, we have to humble ourselves. James chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Submit yourself to God. In other words, we have to come to the point where we have to first re remember we are the people of God. Fasting is a form of humility. Why? Because it's denying ourselves some kind of physical sustenance uh, to, to be, in order to be able to come before God and acknowledge our great need of God. Brothers and sisters, I know you'll agree with me. We live in such a time that we desperately need God. But it's going to call for you and I to recognize how desperately we do need God. And that's where our humility comes in. We can't do this without God. Our nation will not be healed without God. Secondly, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, and here's number two, pray. And seek my face. Pray and seek my face. Prayer has to be accompanied in the, with the fasting. Otherwise, our fasting is useless. It doesn't make any difference if we deny ourselves physical food, but then we are never taking the time to seek God, to, to look to the Lord and cry out to God for our nation, for our nation to be physically healed, for our nation to be emotionally healed, for our nation to be spiritually healed. For that to happen, the people of God need to pray. And God was very specific here when he said, seek my face. Again, that, that's uh, symbolic for, I, I want you to cry out to me for my presence. Church is not about a building. I, I know everybody wishes we could be gathered back again. And believe me, I'm there with you. But it's important that you and I remember that church is not about a building it's about the presence of God because you could have the most elaborate building and you could fill it up with people but if God's presence isn't there your meeting is in vain it's just a religious gathering the difference that, that makes separates us from any other religion on the face of the earth is the very presence of almighty God we need to see God's face we need to cry out to God for his presence in our lives personally and in our lives as a family and in our lives corporately. Here's the third thing God says from his people. Turn. 
from their wicked ways. In other words, repent of their sin. James chapter 4 verse 17 says, If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. 1 John chapter 5 verse 17 says, All wrongdoing is sin. So notice, I'm turning from our wicked ways. You can say, well, I'm not wicked. Well, the first question we want to ask ourselves is, do you know the good that you should do? And are you doing it? Do you you know that all wrongdoing is sin? Well, I just did wrong. All wrongdoing is sin. Now, here it's important that we understand that the good and the wrong are measured not by our emotions. Our, Our good and wrong is not measured by what we think. Because there are many people now who believe that, that violence is good because of the end result and what they're fighting for. No, the Bible teaches, as we've spoken before, that whatever happens, we're supposed to conduct ourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, the gospel of peace. And so it's important that we recognize that if our nation is going to be healed, it must begin in the house of God with God's people. Where you and I recognize we've done wrong or there's good that we should be doing that we haven't been doing. We have to turn away from that sin. And it's important that I stress this as well. Confession is not repentance. In other words, you can acknowledge you've done wrong, but unless you turn away from that and say, I'm not going to do that anymore, unless you turn your life around, away from that, then all you've done is confess. And I know growing up, I used to uh, be part of a religion where you confess and, uh, boy, you, you had, a, a, say, a couple of prayers, and then you can, you're good for another week until you had to go back to confession again. But see, that's what all it's called. It's called confession. It's not repentance. God is calling upon his people to repent. Means it's not enough that you acknowledge that you did wrong. You got to change your lifestyle around. We have to do that if we want to see God's blessing. Because listen, three by three by three, if we will do our part in that middle, here's the last portion of the three where God says, number one, I will hear from heaven. In other words, our praying won't be in vain because the Bible teaches us that there are times where God can't hear us because of our sin, where heaven is closed, if you will, to our cries. Why? Because we've been living a sinful lifestyle. So the the first promise that God gives us is that he will hear from heaven. Heaven will be opened up again to our prayers. Secondly, here's the second promise where he says, I will forgive your sins. In other words, he will forgive our sin. And then thirdly, he will restore the land. The rain that needs to come again, he will send. The devourer, he will eliminate. And the plague, he will stop. These are the promises of God if his people will humble themselves, pray, 
and turn from their wicked ways. Tonight, this three by three by three, I think you'll agree with me. Our nation is going through a crisis unlike we've never seen before. I want the heavens to be open again. I know you do too. I want God to command the locusts to leave, not to devour. I want God to lift the plague, not send the plague. Okay, this plague that's even continuing. May God help you and I tonight to realize it's the church, the people of God, we hold the key that if we will humble ourselves, if we will pray and seek his face, if we will turn from our wicked ways, if we will repent, then the promises of God will unfold in our lives personally, in our family, and in our nation. Let's pray. Father, we come before you tonight. Oh, God. I thank you for your word, oh God. I thank you that there are wonderful promises at the end of the scripture, oh God. But before we get to that, oh God, we, we have to acknowledge that there is a place where uh, a lot is going on and, and yet we need to look right in the heart of the people of God. It's all about your people, God. Because if the church is right, God, you will bless the nation. If the people of God are living right, you will bless the nation. And right now, our nation needs to be blessed, oh God. The heavens have been shut. The blessings have stopped in our nation, oh God. The devourers have come, oh God. And, and that which we do have is being slowly devoured, oh God. There's a plague in our land. We see all of this unfolding according to your word, oh God. And so as the people of God, we come before you tonight, oh God. We humble ourselves before you. We ask, oh God, for you to forgive us of our great sin, oh God. We ask you, oh God, as we turn in repentance away from doing wrong, oh God, and, and from even withholding the good, Lord, we, we, the people of God, humble ourselves tonight in your sight, Lord. I pray that you help us more than ever before, that, that the Spirit of the Lord would move in our hearts in such a way, oh God, that we would make seeking your face our highest priority in life, Lord. Oh, God, that we would be a people that would recognize the importance, the criticalness of prayer in this hour. Because then when we turn in repentance and when we pray and seek your face, when we humble ourselves, oh, God, then your promises will unfold, oh, God. The blessing of heaven being open will come once again. And you will rain down your spirit upon this land. You will pour out blessing upon blessing. You will lift up, oh God, this plague, oh God. And you will stop the devourer. And I thank you for that, oh God. May your grace abound in all of our lives. As we continue to dedicate ourselves to seeking your face to humbling ourselves and to turning 
from sin. Hallelujah. Pastor Jason, would you help us out? We turn our eyes from the evil things, from our wicked ways, God. Hallelujah. Oh, we put our hope in you, Lord. Come and heal us. Come and forgive us. We need you. We need you, God. Oh, so give us clean hands and give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. And give us clean hands And give us pure hearts Let us not lift our souls to another And give us clean hands And give us pure hearts Let us not lift our souls to another And give us clean hands Give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our souls to another. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to ask Pastor Joey to lift up his voice. I'm going to ask him to pray for healing in our nation emotionally. So much has transpired in the last couple of weeks, but it goes back even beyond that, where there's so much disunity, even among the body of Christ. How we need healing today. How we need God to help us to be more unified as a nation. Let's agree with Pastor Joey as he prays. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful that no matter who sits in the White House, you still sit on the throne. Yes, Lord. You are still in control and you are still over things. And God, we just pray. Lord, we echo the same prayer you prayed with your disciples before you ascended. A prayer for unity, God. Father, I'm reminded even today of the president's speech when he said that we cannot allow disagreement to turn into disunity. Father, we're going to have disagreements. We're going to have different views on how to raise our kids and what direction we think the country should go in and what should be and shouldn't be laws. God, that's just part of living in the world. But you reminded us, God, that we are not of the world. Yes, we have to live in it. Yes, we are a part of it. And even then, you are calling us to be salt and light in it. But Lord, we don't bow to it. We bow to you. And so, God, we pray, help us to be peacemakers, God, not the ones who cause disruption. Help us to bring your love and your peace into this world, to remind them, God, to be great examples and ambassadors of who you are and how you feel. God, help us to not put any political party, any ideology, any self-identifier that replaces our identity in you and you alone, Jesus. We are Christians before anything else, covered in the blood of the Lamb, saved by your grace. Help us to never forget that, God. That our allegiance, that our love 
is to you and you alone. And Father, we pray that our identity in you will be the filter that goes I, that filters every other identifier, God. That if our politics don't align with you, we throw them out the window. If our ideology doesn't align with you, we throw it out the window. If our way of thinking, if the way we want to raise our kids, love our spouses, uh, be in society, if it doesn't line up with you, God, then we don't want it to be a part of us. Yes, Lord. Father, as Pastor Jason was just singing, we can't have clean hands if we keep digging into all this filth that the world is offering us. Yes, Father, we need you to wash us and keep us. Mm -hmm. So, Father, we pray, help us to stay unified. Lord, if the body of Christ in and of itself cannot be united, why would an unbelieving world want anything to do with us? Father, help us to be an example, to love each other, no matter the race, no matter the background, no matter their sin history. God, help us to love one another. And be ambassadors of your love. Yes, Lord. Help us to be united, to be one in you as you are one in the Father. We can be one with you, God. Father, we pray that you help us in the areas where we often can't help ourselves. Yes, Lord. And the areas that run ahead of us and get ahead of us. Sometimes, God, in our speech, we say things we don't necessarily mean. And in our words, we cause disunity. God, put a filter on our mouths. Yes, Father. Put that coal on our lips, God. Father, in our actions at times, in our emotions, we do things we know we shouldn't do. Lord, put a filter on our actions. Yes, Lord. God, that these hands represent your hands. These feet represent your feet. Yes, Lord. Father, God, in those areas, even in our thought life, where sometimes we can't help but think of something that we shouldn't be thinking, Lord, your word reminds us to capture that thought and submit it to you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. God, you are able to filter every aspect of our lives. Yes. And in that process of sanctification, make us more like you. And Lord, the more we can look like you, the more desirable we can be to an unbelieving world. Yes, Father. And ultimately, God, that's what you've called us to. Yes, Father. So we pray for it all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Our nation needs healing physically but not just from this pandemic. So many have contracted this virus. So many are in the hospital right now. But I'm going to ask my wife to pray, not only for God to be merciful and gracious regarding that, but there's so many other people who are sick with cancer and other forms of illness that are not even able to get the right treatment because our hospitals are overwhelmed uh, with the virus. We need God to bring healing physically into our nation, to lift up this COVID and, and to just bring healing power into the hearts and lives of the, those that we know and love. Yvonne, would you pray, please? thankful father that you're known also as the healer hallelujah yes lord father there are those god that are even here tonight that you have brought healing to 
in their physical bodies. There are those that we know personally, family members and friends, that you have healed them of their illnesses. God, we know personally that there, are, there were brothers and sisters that were attacked by this virus. It'll be almost a year ago in a few months, and you kept their lives, God, and you sustained them, oh God, and we are grateful, and we are thankful, Lord, as we remember, Lord, how yes. you saw them through, oh God. Yes. God, this virus is very deceptive, Lord. It's like something we've not experienced, Lord. And so I pray, God, for your mercy afresh and anew, Lord. Yes. We do not get tired of asking, God, for you to intervene, Lord Father. I think of those that battle not just this virus, but those that battle the, the cancer, Lord God, and, and the fibromyalgia, Lord Jesus. With heart issues, oh God, so many illnesses yes. that they get overwhelmed, oh God. There are those that are fearful to go to the hospital and they may be experiencing a heart ailment, Lord God. But because there is fear, oh God, they don't desire to walk into a hospital because they don't want to face another fear, oh God, Hallelujah. of encountering this COVID. But I ask that the God of grace and mercy and protection, that you, oh God, will extend your hand of healing and you will begin to restore these bodies, oh God, that have been afflicted, dear Father. Yes, Lord. That these lies will testify of the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Of the faithfulness of the yes. God that we serve, oh God. Yes. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you for the medical community. We thank you, God, that you have enabled them, Lord God, to yes. do research, oh God. To come up with these vaccines, Lord God. And so we pray that you will utilize these vaccines. Hallelujah. That as they are injected in the individuals, you will keep their bodies and you will allow their bodies to accept this vaccine, God. So that they can have something to stand against this unseen virus, dear Father. Hallelujah. I thank you that no matter what comes our way, like my brother prayed, you are still in control. Yes, and regardless Lord. of what our eyes see Hallelujah. or what our ears hear, yes, Lord, you are the God of all gods, and you will accomplish your will on this earth. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. One, another aspect that we need to pray for regarding this pandemic is the financial impact that it's had on so many. So many individuals who are unemployed, so many families who are right now struggling to make ends meet. Some 
who ran businesses. I've seen that business shut down. I've talked to some pastors, some, some of our churches and our fellowship have been struggling financially, trying to make ends meet. Some have had to reduce uh, the staff because it just couldn't uh, make ends meet financially. I'm going to ask Pastor Jason in a moment to lift up his voice. Maybe you'll find yourself today in that place where you are dealing with a financial crisis. And we talked on Sunday a little bit about that, that God has a plan for your crisis. We need to look to the hymn right now and ask him to make a way. Pastor Jason, would you lift up your voice, please, and pray? Father, we look to you. You're Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. In these difficult times, God, we turn to you. We trust in you. As Pastor was saying earlier, we depend on you for everything, God. We depend on you for our sustenance. Yes, Lord. You are our provision. Yes. We trust in you, God, and you know, you are fully aware, God, that there are so many out there in the church, out in the world, who are hurting, who are in need of financial blessing, who are in need of financial provision, Lord, to put food on their table for their families. There are people who are looking for work, God, and we call on you to do what only you can do, to open the doors that only you can open, to do the things that you have done before, that you continue to do now, that you will continue to do in the future, that you are the God who will make a way because you are the God who has already made the way. We trust in you, Lord, and I pray that in this hour that your church would rise up, that your people would rise up, as Pastor Joy was saying, that we would be the hands and the feet, that we would be the smile, that we would shine grace on people, that we would show mercy and compassion and love. Lord, you said that they would know us by our love. Let us be Jesus to the world. Yes. And this time, and many are looking. They're looking for something, Lord. They're looking for help. They're looking for mercy. They're looking for compassion, God. And may we be that. May we be you, Lord Jesus, to the world in this hour. Come and break through. Come and do the things that only you can do. We bless you and we call upon you. We put our faith in you, Jesus Christ, the rock of our salvation. Yes, Lord. Amen. You split the sea so I could walk, walk right through it. My fears are drowned in perfect love. You rescued me so I could stand and sing. I am a child of God. I believe. You split the sea so I could walk right through it. My fears are drowned in perfect love. You rescued me so I could stand and sing. I am a child of God. No longer. And I'm no longer a slave to fear but I am a child of God may we rise up 
That's you if you're hurting, sing it out in faith. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. And I am a child of God. One last time. Yes, I'm no longer a slave to fear. thank you tonight, Father, for your grace. I thank you for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I thank you that we are no longer a slave to fear. We will not allow fear to control our lives. We will not allow fear to control our thoughts. We will not allow fear to control our emotions. That doesn't mean that we're going to act recklessly, but it means that we choose to follow the Spirit of Almighty God. We choose to trust in your faithfulness. We choose to trust in your great love for us. We choose to believe that you have a plan for all of our lives, and it's a plan not to harm us, but to prosper us, to give us hope, and to give us a future. And because we are trusting in that plan, because we're believing in you, fear will not control us any longer. Blessed be your wonderful name. Lord, I pray for your continued grace as this week continues to unfold so that we can fast and continue to seek your face, O oh God. May the Spirit of the Lord undergird all of us in a very special way. We thank you for it, Father. And we thank you for what you are going to do in our nation, oh God. We thank you for the blessings that's going to come. We thank you for the revival that's going to come, oh God. We thank you for the healings that are going to take place, oh God. The restoration that you and you alone are going to bring about. We thank you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with us here tonight. By the grace of God, we'll see you on Sunday. Be blessed and stay safe.